Alberta's tar sands have long been a subject of controversy. On one hand, their oil extraction operations employ a large proportion of people living in the area and provide an economic boost to the Albertan economy. On the other hand, however, they pollute the environment. A lot. Just extracting the oil from the tar sands contributes almost 10% of Canada's nationwide carbon emissions without even considering the emissions from burning that oil later on. Recently, however, the argument about the environment versus the economy in Alberta saw a major development. The planned Keystone XL pipeline was cancelled for good. I'm Sam Marchetti, and welcome back to On the Sidelines. Joining us on the sidelines today to talk about the impacts of this decision is Nicole Wong, a chemical biology major and Science for Everyone researcher with a keen interest in climate change and Alberta's tar sands. Thanks for joining us, Nicole. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk about Keystone XL. Okay, well, then let's talk about Keystone XL. Um, so where was it supposed to go, this pipeline? Where was it supposed to go and why was it a bigger deal than other pipelines? So essentially, the Keystone XL pipeline uh, was essentially an expansion on the OG Keystone pipeline. Um, and generally, it was supposed to go from Alberta, Canada, uh, to down to Texas and kind of cut through um, both Canada the U.S. with the main goal of it being to like export Canadian oil from the tar sands. Um, so it was going to basically cut through the countries, which is kind of insane. <laughs> so was there a large um, was there a large concern about like just the, the sheer impact of building the thing and like it pushing through the like were there obstacles there? Yeah, so like um, basically when they put forward the plan, it was going through a lot of indigenous territory was a big thing of a lot of communities um, along the pipeline, um, especially because. They had built up um, the Keystone line and this XL line kind of cuts almost like the hypotenuse of a triangle, brings it down to the bottom. And so you're ripping through even more land than you were before. And especially since they're going through various like indigenous territories, as well as like conserve, I believe there's a couple like conservation or just generally conserved wildlife regions that they were like, ah, we're going to cut through with Keystone. There was a big controversy about that. So Keystone Pipeline already existed. The XL was just yes. an extension onto it. And the extension like extended it down into the States where it didn't go before? So not necessarily down where it didn't go before, but it extends it another path down to where it was going. So if you think of like the original Keystone, uh, existing Keystone Pipeline went from Alberta to Texas. Um, so they had kind of it running across from Alberta to like Manitoba. So one extension part there. And then from Manitoba down to Texas. So you kind of have the first two sides of this like quote unquote triangle. That was the original okay. Keystone. And then Keystone XL, the point of the XL is because they want to move more oil. They want to move more oil from the tar sands. So they still have it going from Alberta to Texas, but instead of it going from Manitoba down to Texas, they built a second line that just goes straight from Alberta down to Texas. So what would it have done to the economy like was there was there really a significant benefit there to building this extra pipeline so the economy conversation always comes down to employment and jobs so with any project that 
comes up for places, for example, like in Alberta, if they were to build the Keystone XL pipeline or when they're in the process of it, it created a lot of new job opportunities um, because there were people working the working the various like oil lines and such to be able to build it and also to sustain the pipeline. I think it's one of those conversations where when you talk, it depends on who you talk to of what it would have done for the economy. Because a, lo- a lot of folks who believe in oil and gas or who very much push for oil and gas as a main energy source say that it would have done good things for the, the economy, not only because it would inc- increase jobs, but it would also increase um, our, our ability to transport oil from Canada down to the States, um, which makes the, our oil cheaper because we can move it faster. Uh, then if, for example, you put it on like a train, like if you barreled it up and sent it on a train versus if you built this direct pipeline that would allow oil to move faster, makes it cheaper. That would be better for our economy, many would say, because the oil would be cheaper for us. Like, So in theory, it really would have benefited the economy, but because it never got built, we'll just never know the true economic impact. In theory, it could have benefited the economy for creating jobs and transporting Canadian oil, but we will never know the direct impact. Um, And the reason why I'm also tenuous to say benefiting the economy is that it's also a short-term economy. Because if we think about the tar sands and oil, oil is a finite resource. We only have so much oil. Like we only have so much oil in the tar sands. So many would argue, oh yeah, like it'll help us with the economy, create more jobs, et cetera. But when that oil runs out, then it just becomes a pipeline that can't move anything and those jobs then get lost. So then it becomes a time like a, a bit of a cost benefit analysis in terms of short term versus long term investment. OK, so you, you said that basically we're building this or well, they wanted to build this XL extension on Keystone so that mm-hmm. we could move more oil. So how would that have impacted uh, Canada's uh, CO2 emissions or you know other greenhouse gas emissions? This is an interesting question. Char sands oil is basically oil mixed with a bunch of stuff, sand, dead things, rocks, blah, a lot of stuff. To get to the oil, we have to take out all that stuff. Taking out all that stuff actually requires a lot of energy that emits CO2. I believe it's like like 15, 20% more CO2 for the like tar sands oil versus regular crude oil. So it would have done more for our CO2 emissions because not necessarily because just because we're getting more oil, but because that oil takes more energy to process. So it would not be helpful for us. So it's not just that the oil is being burned, but also that just just the sheer fact that we're exporting more means we would have to be um, emitting more just to get it out. Exactly. So were there other environmental concerns besides those emissions increasing, or was that the only major thing that environmentalists were kind of, uh, you know, not supportive of? It was the, both the, just the idea of digging up more oil and continuing our reliance on oil and also the pipeline destroying a lot of property and valuable land. So the XL pipeline was planned to go through a lot of Alberta's like boreal forest area, um, like basically nice Canadian wildlife ecosystem um, that would have been destroyed in the process. So that was a big thing for environmentalists as well. So it sounds like Keystone XL not being built is a pretty big win for the environment. So we're not going to have emissions increasing. We're not going to have all this land being destroyed. Um, 
but it does sound like it's an apparent loss for the economy. So how do we come back from that from an economic standpoint without leaving Albertans in the dust? Because you kind of said it's a lot about jobs and employment um, and Albertans are the ones that would have been employed from it. So how do we come back from this without leaving them in the dust? For to be able to come back from this, it's going to be about prioritizing new energy resources that aren't necessarily so environmentally intensive and creating jobs around those resources. So whether it be solar, wind, hydroelectric, et cetera, finding different, because energy is going to be a main export of Canada. We have a lot of natural resources that we can use to generate energy. And the turning point or the kind of bounce back from a cancellation like Keystone XL is looking into ways that we can utilize the innovation and minds that we have in the energy sector in Alberta to create new job opportunities there. I think it's also important to um, recognize that it will be up to Albertans what happens from an economic standpoint. They're the ones who vote for their um, premier and for those who choose to lead the province. And so it'll definitely come with time to see like post Excel, what like Jason Kenney and what the um, political parties in Alberta are going to do to respond to it and what innovations will come out of it to help with that economic kind of bounce back. So you said that a big part of that is going to be, you know, transitioning to basically green energy, less environmentally intensive uh, forms of energy production. And, you know, there's probably going to be a lot of training uh, for, you know, new skills for workers involved in that. So is there any significant progress being made on that or being made on this transition to different energy sources? Um, like, are we headed towards the, you know, permanent closure of the tar sands at any point in the near future? In terms of progress towards newer energy resources, actually recently, uh, the federal government and Alberta signed this deal to build like a hydrogen plant in Edmonton, um, essentially a hydrogen plant where you're looking at the generation of energy through hydrogen, which is a gas uh, that is existent in our atmosphere. So utilizing like new forms of clean energy to try and, try and rebuild Alberta's energy sector or give them more to invest in, I guess would be the better way to say it. Um, closure of the tar sands for good is an interesting prospect. On, like we still use the Keystone pipeline for oil and Canada, a lot of Canada's economy is tied to oil, just both historically as well as currently. So I think it will be interesting to see, especially with um, the next federal election and various elections that come up, what parties are pushing for in terms of trying to cancel the pipeline or if they're going to invest more in it. Um, and if we actually can divert our resources from there. The TARS, one of the things about environmental issues is that there, especially when it comes to oil, is that it's where the environment meets the economy and you're fighting two different battles. You're fighting the economic standpoint where we're looking at that as capital, as money for Canada, which can then go into various technologies that get developed versus the idea of us pulling up the oil, which generates CO2. So the closing of the tar sands for good would have to be a conversation where Canada actually commits to another form of energy, another form of capital 
before that kind of announcement can be made or at least committed to. Like definitely many politicians will call for it, but it's a bit of a sticky situation in terms of where the money or the resources would go if we were to cancel Keystone S. Keystone, the tar sands, any sort of drilling in that area in general. So it, it kind of sounds like Alberta may be moving in the right direction. Canada may be moving in the right direction in terms of transitioning away, even if we're not quite at the point of discussing closing the tar sands for good. Yeah, definitely more conversations happening and more of this push towards clean energy, especially as the technology for it gets more mainstream and gets better and cheaper. All right. Thanks, Nicole. And thank you again for tuning in. And remember to subscribe for more conversations and some insightful answers to your questions about the science impacting your world. If you want to learn more about uh, climate change, conservation, environmental issues, or any of the other topics we've talked about on this show, you can visit us on our Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok at SciForEveryone and on our website at scienceforeveryone.ca. For more information on COVID-19 vaccines, you can check out our sister podcast, Vaccination, available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. On the Sidelines is a podcast by Science for Everyone. It's produced by Sam Marchetti, Connor McLean, June Kim, and Cheryl Nguyen, with editorial help provided by Kayla Benjamin. On the Sidelines is sponsored by the University of Toronto's Student Engagement Grant.